What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful Sunday night with week three fantasy basketball preview. Noah, we're already two weeks into the NBA season. Like, how does it... It's, it's kind of crazy. You know, we're here I just already. Want, I just have to start off the episode, Colin, by saying um, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh... An absolute tragic blow to the Chicago Bulls earlier this week happened when Patrick Williams hurt his left wrist and is presumed to miss the rest of the regular season. I just had to say sorry, Colin. I was rooting for P-Will. Yeah, see, honestly, I think the thing that gets me most is not that, like, I think he was going to be integral to the team's success, but I wanted to see him develop because the thing about P. Will when we drafted him was even though he'd played a year at FSU, he was still 18 years old. Like he came into college early. He was a young kid. Like, he's really the age of a lot of one and dones right now. And I just thought it was like the perfect situation for him to develop his game, find his role, be a lockdown defender, lock up the three. And now we're going to put. Wait another year, or at least until the playoffs, you know, knock on wood, for that to actually happen. So, I'm kind of bummed. But, Noah, there's actually uh, there's an interesting uh, little rumor going around that the Bulls oh, might yeah. be in the market for one... Finish my sentence. TJ Warren. Marvin Bagley. Oh my god, that would be the sweetest <laughs> ending to you you and Marvin Bagley's timeline so far, Colin. <laughs> I like I, love I like Marvin it. Bagley. I like I, it. Who are you sending back? In, uh, probably draft pick. I mean, we have the Blazers first round pick. Are you like if that turns Are you willing to trade Kobe for other pieces? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are. I don't think the Kings need another guard. Like, truly? No, I think Kobe could get flipped for someone else. And you get Marvin Bagley. You think I could, like, the Bulls could get Marvin Bagley and somebody else for Kobe White? No, I mean, you flip Kobe White for someone else and then you trade someone else for Marvin Bagley. Like, both of those things could happen. Three way. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean,. I think that Bagley does a lot of the things that we need. He gets bored. <laughs> and that was that's like through five, six Being games. Being murdered the on the we boards. Don't do well. Yeah. Although the Bulls won, Noah, to me, and I, I'm trying to not overreact, but we kind of handled the Utah <laughs> Jazz the other night. Yeah. I and, mean. And that, that to me, that to mm-hmm. me means – Okay, like this is this is for real. Yeah, I, that's a good one. Anytime you can beat the Jazz in a regular season game, Colin, that's a that's a good quality dub right there. And the reason the Bulls are doing so well is because their defense is on fire, Colin. Uh, I think last time I checked, they were the sixth best defense in the league. And I'll be more interested to see how like the Bulls' defense is looking in like game forty two. Um, I think that's where yeah. they're gonna miss Pat Will the most, honestly. Later on down yeah, the season, yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like young guys like that, uh, that's really where their value starts to come in after the injury bug hits. But sadly, the injury bug hit the, I, uh, the young guy. You want to hear a good little fact, Colin? I love good little facts. I think I heard this on the Zach Lowe podcast, but he said, in the last twenty years, there's only been one team that won the championship that started under five hundred through the first ten games. What, what, can I take a guess? Yeah. Last 20 years? Yeah. Mm, uh, I got to do my mental math. No, that Pistons team was really good. Was it the Miami Heat team in 2006? No, but it was after that. Ooh, interesting. Like, right after that? Oh, it was one of the Lakers teams, wasn't it? One of no. the Kobe Lakers, like, 2000... Yeah, no, 2009, 2010. One of those, like... Mm, uh, which team was it? Well, the answer. Do you want the answer? Yeah, I want the answer. I think it's the uh, Dwayne Wade, the year he played on the Cavs. He started the year on the Cavs. Do you remember that team? 
think it was the Wait, 2017, 2018 Cavs. Yeah. Maybe it was to make the finals. Uh, okay, that would make a lot of sense because that was actually where I first went. Was I was like, yeah, that team was garbage because it had like Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, like they had all like the washed up all stars, and <laughs> we're like, this is better than Kyrie Irving. Cleveland. Yeah, like thirty eight year old Dwayne Wade, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, and Derrick Rose without knees. Like that makes up for not having Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah, <laughs> duh. Yeah, sheesh. So basically, what you're saying is, if uh, we're we're looking at like a Lakers team that's four and six, we can basically throw them out. Maybe, probably not, because wow. they have LeBron. And AD. Damn it! Ah, oh, that'd be cool <laughs> if they didn't make it though, because I really don't like them. The Nets are struggling pretty hard too. Do you want to talk about your Pacers at all, Noah? Uh, no, dude, this is the fantasy episode, happening? dude. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's fair <laughs> All right. Well, then, let's uh, let's move into the fantasy content, then. And we're going to get through the schedule analysis quick today, Noah, all right? Okay. All right? I know you want to take it. I know you want to take a trip around the sun with it, but we're going to go quickly. All right? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. All right. We're going quicker just so we can get to some of the, the content that we think is more exciting and more fun. And, you know, I think you can view the schedule analysis online. We're wasting on time. What are you doing here? Come on. That will be up Monday morning. So we're just going to get through this right quick. Teams with four games, Hawks, Celtics, Hornets, Cavs, Rockets, Pacers, Clippers, Knicks, Magic, 76ers, Portland, Sacktown, Spurs, Raptors, Jazz, Wizards, that's 16 teams. Everybody else in the league, the other 14 teams, are playing three games. Pretty cut and dry, pretty even this week. Nothing crazy there. Now, in terms of the number of teams playing each day this week, it's pretty even. You've got low days on Tuesday and Thursday with 10 games apiece. Your high-volume game is Wednesday at 22, so you know more than half the league's playing. But you should be able to stream guys pretty much every single day. You should have a decent amount of guys playing every single day anyways. Are there any notable back-to-backs that you would like to highlight for me um, to waivers? On Tuesday, Wednesday, Dallas, the Pelicans, and Sacramento all have a back-to-back. On Thursday, Friday, Con Detroit is the only team with a back-to-back. And on Friday, Saturday, Con Portland is the only team with a back-to-back. Uh, looking into the Sunday Monday this week, Con Brooklyn, Charlotte, Golden State, the Knicks, and Sacramento all have a Sunday Monday back to back. So if you're going into a close game on Sunday, uh, you can pick up a guy from one of these five teams, and you can also get another game on Monday. Boom, start your week off right. Um, as you said, Con the low volume game days this week are on Tuesday with five games, Thursday with five games, and Sunday with six games. Um, mm-hmm. There's teams calling that play on all of these low-volume game days. The Houston Rockets this week, they have four games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, guys, potential pickup candidates from that team could be like Alperin Shengun, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate. Uh, the Jazz have four games con on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Guys you could be looking from the Jazz are Royce O'Neal, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Paschal, uh, Joe Ingles. Uh, the Lakers have three games, Colin, on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You could be looking at guys like Carmelo, who's been pretty hot lately, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, uh, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, the Miami Heat, Colin, they play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yep, Saturday. And guys from there you could be looking at are like P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of the Miami guys are uh, picked up. And then the Phoenix Suns play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Con. And you could be looking at, like, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, JaVale McGee, uh, Landry Shamit. And, yeah, that's the schedule this week, Con. I like the yeah. I like the faster-paced version. Yeah, yeah. It allows us to get more meat on the bones. You know, and it feels I will like say, we're, like, you know, diffusing you know, a bomb. I had to go fast. Do, do you think we diffuse it? No, we're or do dead. you think everybody just blew it? We're so like, dead. Let's go. If we had to defuse let's a bomb, go. we'd spend the first five minutes of the ten minutes not ta- defusing the bomb. Yeah, we'd, we'd spend the first five minutes explaining why the schedule matters. 
So, yeah. Uh, quick side note: Don't sleep on a guy like Javale McGee, especially in a categories league. Low volume days. That's so many rebounds. That is all the rebounds actually that you need to win rebounds. Because you know what? Do you think rebounds is the easiest category to stream? Because I kind of think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I was trying to stream uh, steals today, Con. Either steals or rebounds, and steals are so much harder just because you can't. The it. nature yeah. of getting a yeah, you can't really calculate how many steals a guy is going to get a game, but. Rebounds are pretty consistent, Colin, and they're yeah, the you easiest kind of just, to find yeah. on the waiver. Yeah, and steals you kind of have to build the team for it. Like, you can't mm-hmm. just... Like, there's not a ton of guys on the waivers that are just, like, averaging three steals a game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So, Javon McGee, pretty, pretty dope. Noah, let's uh, let's move into the, the potential rest of season value section. And we have an update. We have an Ooh. update to... Ooh this because uh we we felt something was a little bit wrong with espn and their ass garbage roster percentages <laughs> but we're men at the people con we're bringing you guys yahoo and espn percent rosters don't say we have don't say we never do nothing for you guys we do everything. We don't even. How do you do even find Yahoo? Like I thought that site. I had to start like my own league to see them. <laughs> Did you really? I yeah. could have told you how to do it without starting your own league. Well, now I'm in a league. <laughs> if you want to join, let's. If you're a listener, want to join a Yahoo one-on-one? league this late into the season, hit us up. I want to go one on one with you. I'm down. We just draft super teams. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, Kevin Durant went for 400 points this week, but Giannis <laughs> put up 500. Tough stuff. I'm down, dude. That would that'd be kind of funny. Oh, I haven't even checked the sleeper league at all. God, that's sleeper that league. league. It's, it's getting it's kind of tough for me. It's just it's it's on a different app. I like I the sleeper league. I get a the feeling of picking the right game on sleeper feels really good. I just I feel like an idiot. I honestly I try to just go for like whatever everybody thinks is like the least. That's like, not how you do it, dude. Just... You're smarter yeah, than the I'm average like... cookie, Colin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just go for the least because I'm like everybody's like. Oh, okay. Like, that's how. Like, that's that's gonna go off. Yeah, that's how I do it. All right. Who cares though? Let's let's move on. So Noah, we've got this this guy. He's first on your list. He's uh he's a bit of a newcomer. He's uh what one might call a rookie, a lottery pick. He's supposedly rostered in 14% of ESPN leagues, but uh Yahoo will tell you it's about 44%. And that's Franz Wagner, a guy that you and I were very high on during the draft process, especially mm-hmm. as Orlando being his landing spot. Talk to me why you like him for a rest-of-season guy, what he's done so far, where we project him to go. Yeah, as you said, Con, the number eight draft pick in this most recent draft. And while Orlando hasn't started off very well, Con, they're one and six. Uh, teams like this always provide pretty good fantasy value, Con. Like, I know you and I were pretty high on the Thunder as a team last year just because a lot of guys played. Um they're in a lot of games where the games don't matter, so these guys get to play and like kind of buff up their stats sometimes when they're down 20. And Wagner's been probably the brightest spot of that Magic team so far, him and Cole Anthony. And he's been getting decent usage every night, Con, and he's providing pretty consistent production so far through seven games from a team that is anything but consistent. Um, Wagner so far is averaging 14 points, Con, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal in around 32 minutes a game. Uh, his shooting splits, Con, are 52% field goal, 41.7% from three, and 66.7% from free throw. The free throw is not great, but he's not shooting that many, Con. It's kind of like a Joe Harris situation. Um, yeah. He's hit multiple threes in five of his most seven re- seven games, and he's averaging two threes made a game. Uh, his rebounding's pretty bad Jeez. for a power forward, Con. But he started all seven games. He leads Orlando's and he leads Orlando in minutes per game, which I think proves pretty well for his long term value over the season. And Orlando has four games this week, so and he has power forward eligibility. Power forward eligibility might 
be like the nicest thing that you yes. can have. We're small forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, though. Yeah. No. What sticks out to me so far is two things. It's the three point shooting, and it's the minutes played. Because we're talking about a team that is so turbulent. There's just so many guys that they're trying to develop there. I mean, I don't have it off like the top of my head, but I bet if we were to look at like the average age of that Magic team, like it would probably be younger than us. It's probably like 21 or something. And so they're trying to develop so much talent that it's very easy for guys to probably get lost in the mix there. And so I think the idea that he is getting more time than guys like Mo Bamba, guys like Cole Anthony, um, even Jalen Suggs. That's actually really surprising to me that he's getting more playing time than him. That's just so promising as a rest of season guy. And then you look at the numbers. I love the category value. Absolutely. I mean, those shooting splits alone justify anything else he's doing, even if they're lackluster. You're right. The three and a half boards, not great, but that's fine. You know, and that's something that can go up too. I mean, we're yeah, looking. You're at not picking him up for seven his boards either. No, no, no. He's no, also no, been no. playing no. with Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter on the court. <laughs> yeah, not many rebounds are getting yeah, past and, those guys. So, no. Do you foresee a circumstance in one of the Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba is sort of taking? the starting role away from one another do you think that the magic are just going to continue to play big because no. it's, it's kind of tough when you're running Wagner Bamba and yes. Carter well like, Bamba's just, actually Bamba's actually how... shown a pretty decent stroke from the three this year Con, but um they're only doing this right now because Okiki and Jonathan Isaac both of the other team's power forwards are out right now um once either of them come back from injury i imagine it'll be mo bamba who gets his minutes cut Colin, because the magic did extend wendell carter over the summer like they clearly believe in this guy's ability to develop but with that being said mo bamba's been playing pretty well so far this season Colin. so i find it a hard argument to take minutes away from him too really um it'll end up being mo bamba and wendell carter both probably play like 22 minutes a game but I think Wagner's locked into one of those starting forward spots easily. Mm-hmm. So do you think that at some point down the road, rebounds open up like for the team yes. if they're not running? Because that's what I'm saying. Because right now I'm looking through seven games, Mo Bamba's averaging nine boards a game, which is yeah. The, the real kicker that... is that Cole Anthony has been averaging almost seven and a half rebounds a game. He's gobbling them up. In I think that is a stat that I'm sure we could project to regress a, l- a little bit. Um, I know we've seen guards in the past get boards. You know, Russell Westbrook has led the league. Or I don't think he's led the league, but, you know, he's averaged 10 boards multiple seasons. Um, you kind of have to be camping for those a little bit. You know, there's a way in which guards do that, and some of them are fairly legitimate. You know, there's no way on that seven boards a game without some hustle and grit in there. But with that said, like, I just I could see the three and a half boards a game right now going up a bit. Like that's where I'm going with this. Do you agree with that take? Yeah, I, I agree with that take. Uh this magic team is really interesting, Colin. I I I was thinking the other day that like there's really not that many teams in the league con that are actively trying to lose. It's like the Thunder really are the only team actively trying to lose and this Magic team I watched them con. They're not out there. Like they're trying to win games. They're competitive. They're a they're a underrated team to watch. They're low key fun. I mean, you look at that team and I think you've got six top 10 picks on that team that have are, have all been in the league under four years. Yeah, they could be Bamba a really good Carter team. Came if, into the same draft. They can be a really good team, Colin, if Jalen Suggs hits and Jonathan Isaac can stay healthy. Like they're a competitive yeah. team. Yeah, and I mean, I think Cole Anthony is an incredibly serviceable NBA point guard. Yeah, yeah I, I he's balling out. We're going to talk about him later. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, that's that's Franz Wagner. 
I I like Franz a lot. Um, I think he's going to develop into a very nice NBA player. No, this next guy on your list is interesting to me because I own his <laughs> Top Shot moment. So us talking about him so should I. theoretically increase his value, right? Like that's what we're going I for. I hope here. so. All right, fair enough. Fair um, enough. No, the, that guy. Oh, that guy. You want Lonnie Walker the fourth? Thirty-four percent roster on Yahoo Con and ten point one percent roster on ESPN. And Doug McDermott got hurt earlier this week, Colin. He went down with knee swelling, and he's slated to miss the Spurs, at least the Spurs' next three games, um, which could be a valuable add. Lonnie Walker could be a valuable add just for this week if Doug's going to miss this entire week. And Walker's averaging 15 points, Colin, three rebounds, three assists, two and a half threes made per game on around 26 minutes per game. Um, he scored in double digits, Colin, in five out of seven games so far. And, yeah, like I said, at the very least, he's a really good option for this week. And because the Spurs have four games, and I think if he plays well enough, Colin, he could play his way into more minutes. He's kind of competing with Devin Vassell and Keita Bates-Diop for who can get the most minutes out of those guys. And Lonnie Walker's been starting in place of Doug McDermott. And this is kind of a homer pick, Colin. I've always liked Lonnie Walker. He almost had one of the craziest dunks ever on the Nuggets. And I just want this guy to succeed, really. Yeah, I'm a little upset that he got his hair. Well, uh, you heard the reason why he he cut his hair, right? Oh, I didn't. Am I about to? I'll I'll tell you off podcast. Oh, no. no. It's not. I think he got, like, sexually assaulted by someone when he was, like, young. And him cutting off his hair, like, signified that, like, he was over that because he came out about it. I'm very glad that he was able to. <laughs> it's out as a sexual assault survivor. I apologize for any, uh, you know, way that could be misconstrued. Um, very happy that's something we should talk about, especially, yep. you know, as a Blackhawks fan, Noah. You know, this this stuff has come out recently about our team, and yeah, you know, definitely, please seek help. Please come out. You're not alone. All right, Lonnie Walker. Yes, let's 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 get back to the, the basketball player, Lonnie Walker. Uh, I mean, no, this is a guy that you know when he came into the league. I think I said this same thing about him last year. He can jump out the gym. You know, the jump athleticism the is absolutely there. Uh, I think what we've been looking for him to do is is develop a little bit more uh, outside of that. We're seeing him take more threes this year for the first time. He's averaging six and a half three attempts a game through six games. But he's not really hitting them in a better clip, you know. He's shooting about 33% from three this year. Uh, last year, he took a big step up in volume. He's shooting going from one and a half to four and a half. So clearly, it's something he's trying to develop. I'm interested to see if it continues to develop because the sample size through six games you know it's unreliable he's gonna play 72 more games this year let's see where things look then I like the idea that he's taking more shots and the Spurs trust him to take more shots especially if you know you think his value is really solidified in this week how does he do in that role in which Doug, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm sure he's taking seven threes a game. You know, how does a guy like Lonnie Walker excel or not excel? And I think, uh, he I looks think that kind of uh, speaks. Sorry, finish. Sorry. I just, I think that speaks to your point of him playing himself into more minutes. Yeah, and I think he's trying to establish himself as a Spurs like go to six man scoring boost off the bench. And if he can carve that role out for himself, Colin, those guys are always welcome on fantasy teams, especially points leagues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 13 points is nothing to sneeze at, especially in a points league. It's not He's shooting about 41%, so you don't love that because that is going to take away from the point scored. But, yeah. You'd like to see some of these other numbers just get up there. I mean, the steals is a little bit lackluster. The blocks isn't great. 
The assists, the assist numbers are up. He's up to three assists a game through six. We, yeah, I, I think Lonnie Walker right now is very solid for this week. Is that kind of our analysis of him? Yeah, and we'll evaluate after this week. True, yeah. Lonnie Walker has a uh, big test, big test this week, you know, and then he's got to come to the principal's office, see uh, see how he does. You should you should do this next guy, Colin. I know you like this next guy. Well, I hated this next guy for a while, as I'm sure <laughs> everybody did. Maybe you didn't, because you're kind of I dick, definitely so. did. You did? Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, I was how say. could you not? How could you not? How could, <laughs> like, you would have to... We're probably giving it away, but you would have to be a very specific person and for a very specific organization. A bad person, organization an evil person. To, like, root for this guy, at least in his college days. It's Grayson Allen. He's 39% rostered in Yahoo, 9.1% rostered in ESPN. Uh, he's getting a slight bump up from Holiday Missing Time, which, you know, we'll see him come back, but I actually haven't seen a timetable for holidays return noah have you looked into that i'm googling right um i think he's probably going to be back sometime this week but i don't think it matters for divincenzo or for grayson allen yeah grayson no i agree um at the very least though until divincenzo come back from injury i think grayson allen's role in this offense right now is pretty solidified um, and DiVincenzo does have no clear timetable for return. So we're just going to assume Allen is going to have this role for a while. Yeah. So, so far this year, no, we're looking at 14 points, four boards, two assists, almost a steal a game, and he's playing about 30 minutes a game, averaging two and a half made threes a game. I like I, that a lot. I like that. I like that a lot. What I've always said about Grayson Allen was because I remember when he came into the league and the Jazz drafted him, everybody was just like, he has bust written all over him. You know, he's going to be like the next Jimmer. And I think people just said that because he's kind of short and white. Um, and, like, he played for Duke, so I, I'm sure people were rooting against him because he was a total prick. But G- Grayson Allen never projected to play like a, a score-first guy. Grayson Allen always projected to me to be this very player, to be a very solid role player, shoot the three, play some pretty scrappy defense on the other end, do a couple of the intangibles, and that's pretty much it, you know? The the fact that he's actually playing 30 minutes a game for the Bucks is that's, volumes That's too. really impressive of like how good yeah, of a teammate I, I, he is and what he does on the court. Yeah, I, the I don't, Bucks respect I, that enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I ever thought he would be there, but like this is like the best version of Grayson Allen. I actually I don't know if like as a person he's any better. Like he has like lots of millions of dollars now, so like maybe he like stocks even more. He stopped the public tripping, but we're at looking the very minimum. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah, that's true. He doesn't trip people anymore, which is good. Demar Derozan actually picked that up. I don't know if you saw that in the next game. Just tried to hold uh, R.J. Barrett. It, it made sense. It made sense. Jamar DeRozan is not Grayson Allen. Let's let's get that out of the way. Last thing uh, I'm going to say about Grayson Allen, Noah, is he has scored double digits in every game of the season so far. That's consistency. There is I something like to be said about a guy for the rest of the season. Maybe he's not going for 45, but you're not looking at your lineup and going, hey, I have seven fantasy points out of this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can guarantee you, Colin, if most of the listeners would go to their waiver wire right now and Grayson Allen's not on anyone's team, he's probably close to the top con in both. Um, in a points league, he's probably close to the top con. He has 161 total, and I think he's averaging 26. And the odds are you probably has a you probably have a guy or a couple guys on the end of your bench that aren't averaging 26 yet. So just don't overlook this guy is what I'm really getting from this con. Yeah, no, the rule of thumb that I've kind of made for myself, and I don't know if I've ever actually said this to you, maybe I have, maybe we've talked about this, is I kind of put my my waiver guy at like 25. If my guy's not averaging 25 points a game in a points league, he just simply isn't worth it because there are Mm -hmm. guys on the waivers right now that are averaging 25. 
And what you got to do is you, you got to be a bit crafty with it. Right now, it doesn't matter as much. But, you know, when we're in January, you don't need to filter, hey, what's the season average? You want to filter by the last month, the last two weeks, and see where people are averaging because NBA rosters change. They turn over. Guys start playing minutes. They drop minutes. You know, it just it changes up. But my point being, Grayson Allen at 26 points a game is not a guy that I'm dropping if I drafted him. So for him to be on the waiver wires, like that's just a steal. Yes, sir. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> I, I like this next guy too, Colin. All right, I, I'll I'll lead into this next guy. Um, honestly, no. At the beginning of the season, I I didn't like this guy as much because I have an affinity for uh, one of his teammates that I thought would and still very much could uh, take a large step up into you know the uh, the point guard role for this team after you know some tumultuous offseason storylines with uh, said team this guy's 10% rostered on Yahoo 3% rostered on ESPN so he's out there now he's that's definitely pretty low there. that's pretty low yeah that's pretty low especially for like if Yahoo's telling me he's 10% rostered that means a true he's, like, that's he's, a true he's really 10% out there. <laughs> yeah that's a true 10% and no, this is a guy, he's he's crafty. I think he was a name that a lot of people liked early in drafts last year. I He kind of panned out. You know, he's definitely, he's he's a guy that has a really hot two weeks and then is going to calm down. That's Shake Milton. Shake Milton. Talk to me about him. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers calling, still moving forward without Ben Simmons. No clear timetable when he's coming back. They've been starting Tyrese Maxey instead. We've been on Maxey since before the season even started, Con. And odds are, you guys probably aren't going to be able to get Maxey in any of your leagues. But I think Milton is a good option to pick up if you missed out. Um, Milton, Con just returned from an ankle injury. He played his first game of the season on Thursday. Um, on the his game on Thursday, he ended the game with 13 points and five assists in 16 minutes against the Celtics, and then he followed that game up con with an 11.4 rebound game in ni- 19 minutes against the Hawks. Um, not great stats, con, but you gotta consider that he was playing 16 minutes and 19 minutes, so those points, so those stats actually do look pretty decent. But the more uh, promising yeah, sign, Colin, is that his usage rate in those two games were 31.5% and 26.3%. Um, if he stays anywhere That's near those usage rate numbers, his minutes are going to increase and will end up being a pretty decent multi-category contributor. Um, Maxi so far, Colin, he's been, he's been decent. Like He's playing like a second-year player, Colin. He has cold games. Yeah. He has good games. And I think Millen has a real shot at winning back some of the minutes that Maxi has uh, earned himself so far this season. And at the very least, Millen's ability to hit outside shots and control the tempo of the offense con, it warrants a consistent role from the Sixers team. And in my mind, I see Shake Millen probably scoring like 13 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. But that's pretty decent for a guy who's 10% rostered right now. Yeah, so talking about this, Noah, it's a pretty interesting circumstance. Uh, Milton didn't play much his rookie year, played 20 games, didn't start, averaged 13 minutes, really garnered himself a role his sophomore year, played 40 games, 20 minutes, and in those games, he averaged three and a half three-point attempts and clipped 43%, which is, is certifiably elite. Like, that's that's very, very good. You take that all day. Last season, in a role in which he's a very consistent contributor, 63 games, 23 minutes a game, his splits dropped to 35% shooting from three. That's, you know, I, I can expect regression from 43%, you know. It's kind of a smaller sample size in the 40 games. But dropping 8% is... A very significant drop to me. In the first two games, you know, he's shooting 33%. That means nothing to me. It's two games. You know, who cares? How do you evaluate a guy this young, sample size are pretty young, or pretty low, 
on his three-point ability because we have two different seasons, stark contrast. You said his his last season was 35%? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You could, I guess you could peg it down to maybe he was, they increased his role, so he was, I don't know. That's weird, but 35%, honestly, it could be worse than that. And I'd like to see what this season's av- what this season's average would be due to him having an increased role this year, which will probably lead to more attempts. So we would see a better sample size of what his true percentage was. But I do yeah. think he's probably closer to a 35% three-point shooter than a 43% three-point shooter. Okay. But I like I like the role he has on this team, Colin, because truly the Sixers team has like two real shot creators in Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. They have a lot of shot makers, Colin, and Danny Green, Seth Curry, and Tobias Harris. But Shake Milton has a real good chance here, Colin, coming in as a shot creator for the Sixers team to not only get a good amount of assists, but also be the lead guard for the Sixers team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I take it. In despite his three point percentages, he still shot forty five percent from the field last year on ten attempts, which for a guard is pretty good in categories leagues. I generally think Noah, if your team, you know, unless you built a team around like rebounds, field goal percentage, and blocks, where you just have like a ton of tall centers and like that's kind of how you built your team, if you can average about forty six, forty seven percent as a team field goal percentage wise you're doing good so i would take 45 and a half percent that's his career field goal percentage from a guard to mm-hmm. me that's that's a pretty solid clip yeah i like that all righty noah those are the four guys that we've outlined as uh rest of season value would you like to go over a couple names on the waiver wire yeah um I'll go over the guys that I want to talk about first, Colin. Then you can just read off the rest of the list. But uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to – the first guy is Cole Anthony, Colin. I wanted to write about him, but he's really just not going to be available in your leagues. Uh, I put him on the waiver wire just because if he is in your league, you got to snatch this yeah. man up immediately. But I just wanted to talk about him, really. Um, on the year, Colin, Cole Anthony is averaging 33 minutes played, 18 points. Seven and a half rebounds, five assists, almost a steal a game, with only two point six turnovers. Um, he's played every game for the he's played every game for the Magic so far. Colin started all of them. Right now on ESPN, he's position rank number four, and he's averaging thirty six fantasy points on the year. My goodness gracious! And this is a guy that was probably took taken in like the last like two rounds of your draft. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, oh, just yeah. sorry, Colin. Sorry, I forgot. He's shooting forty-four and a half percent from the field and forty-two percent from three. <laughs> MIP, MIP heater. I mean, I'm looking at this right here, and it's like, how do you not? <laughs> the only, the maybe the how do you know that and six that could be holding them back. But yeah, yeah. That doesn't matter for MIP. Like, these numbers are certifiably insane. As much. True. Uh, I mean, like, you think Julius Randle wasn't helped by the fact that the Knicks were as good as they were? Oh, he was. But yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's more of a different situation though, because the Knicks can like definitely get better if Julius Randle plays better. Like, how much better can the Magic get if Cole, like, if Cole Anthony was putting up twenty five and like eight? The magic would be like two and yeah. five instead of one and six. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. But just saying, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anything I can say that he doesn't have a block yet. That's what I'll say. Damn. So, come on, Cole. Yeah. Get it together, dude. Get it together, pal. Already know it. Next guy that you wanted to talk about. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> look at that. Look at that underlying name. Mm, that's a sexy name right there. And that's a sexy man that that name belongs to. And that's Mr. Alec Caruso, AC Fresh. What's up with it? 
Uh, no, we actually uh, somebody was asking me this on Reddit the other day. Um, you know, just like what Alex Crusoe's value is, and it's he's, really interesting. To can me. I do let me answer that? Uh, fine, answer it. He's a TJ McConnell of last year in categories. I do, uh, well, his assist numbers aren't nearly sure. as sexy as TJ. Well, okay, can I just do my spiel on him? And then I'll let okay, you do your spiel, spiel on it. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Um, yeah, the main reason you're getting Alex Caruso, Colin, is for those defensive stats. Uh, on the year, he has 16 steals so far through six games for the Bulls, I think. Seven games? No, six games. Um, he's averaging 2.7 on the year, Colin, and... He was already averaging 28 minutes played, Con, but I imagine with the P. Will injury, we're going to see more uh, the Bulls ending more games with the Caruso, Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, Vucevic lineup. So I imagine that 28 minutes. And Con I'll add that they were already doing like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that 28 minutes per game, Con, is going to go up to 32 minutes per game. Maybe he can put another steal in in those other four minutes and. Yeah, I just really like him for the steals, and I think he has an increased opportunity now with P. Will out. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, as a Bulls fan myself, if you couldn't already tell, uh, I'm in love with uh, Alex Crusoe. You know, the minute he was named, I, through five games, I'm sold. The heart and hustle is great. Absolutely fantastic. But from a fantasy standpoint, you have to understand that he's pretty much a liability on everything, on all the counting stats that aren't steals. Points-wise, I mean, he's averaging eight points. Maybe that goes up, maybe it doesn't. I don't really think, you know, he's going to be a consistent scorer on this team. I think he's got that role. Um, I think he's going to take some... Open threes in the second quarter. I think he's going to have some nice slashing layups. Um, but I, I think that's pretty much all we're seeing out of him from a scoring standpoint. The turnovers, they're going to be there because he tries to make a lot of flashy passes. The assists, he's at three and a half right now. No, I could actually see that going up. Um, I could see him taking on more volume than that, especially as we project the minutes to go up. I, I just I don't know how much long term value, especially in a points league, that Alex Crusoe actually possesses. The steals, he's gonna win you steals though. Like he could very easily do that like by himself. Hey, I might pick him up just for the steals, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like he's uh, for for a point guard, the rebounds are definitely not that great. The assists are fine. The points are less than desirable. The turnovers could be better. The field goal percentage and the free throws are, are definitely um, a plus. And then he's not taking enough three-pointers a game for it to really make a mark there. Although he is shooting 50% in the year. So that's kind of sick. Say, uh, just a side note, Colin, the listeners won't know what this means, but Russ has 11 rebounds. Does he really? All right, yeah. I'll explain really quickly. Noah and I are finishing off our categories league. Uh, I went into the Lakers game up seven to two, and currently it's six to three. Oh, and he netted another steal. Oh, he still needs twelve more rebounds. Yeah. That's oh, not 12 bad. more. Oh. I thought it was eleven. It's eight more. He needs he no. needs eight more for the top. Do you have someone playing right he's now? Gonna get... No. All right, never mind. All right, move on. I'm moving on to the next guy. Um, the next guy, Colin, is P.J. Washington. He's a guy who Ooh. we saw have a pretty good season last year in his uh, sophomore campaign. He averaged 12 points, Colin, 6 rebounds, 2.3 assists, um, a steal a game, and almost half a block a game. And this was a guy who people probably took pretty high this year, Colin, coming into your drafts. Um, pretty high is, like, relative, you know. He was probably taken in, like, the eighth to eleventh round, which is honestly pretty high, but he's a guy who's had a really disappointing start to the year, Con. He's only averaging six points seven points, five rebounds, two assists. 
Um, the major thing is his shot, his points have gone down, but that's mainly because Miles Bridges has absolutely been on fire, Colin. Absolutely been on fire. and He's very sexy. P.J. Washington has only played four games, Colin, because he tweaked his ankle and missed a couple games. And I think that, comboed with his disappointing start to the year, led some people to drop him. Uh, just this week in ESPN, he had a minus 13.4% in ownership. And I don't think this guy... <laughs> I don't think this guy is uh, going to play this bad the entire year. I think if he's on your waiver wire, you should probably pick him up. At the very minimum, give him, like, he's worth taking a flyer on. Yeah. Did you like my ringtone? <laughs> Old Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> you know what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, every, I I agree with everything you say about PJ Washington. I don't think there's a need to elaborate a ton. No, we we've got ten minutes left. Um, you just want to rattle these guys off and uh, call it a day. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know I got to talk about Cam Reddish because I got absolutely toasted in the uh, comment section because I said that he might have the same outlook as Desmond Bain. Dude, I, I'm gonna stick by that on one. Reddit. I know that was tough. That kept going too. Like it just. I don't kept disagree going. with was... you too, Colin. I think people are mesmerized by Bane's hot start. Yeah, I I think so too. Because the the point wasn't that that Bane you isn't having a hotter start. Yeah, I wasn't hating on Bane. I was recommending Bane to other people. My point was, I think that Cam Reddish long term like when all is said and done I think Cam Reddish is going to have the better career and I think this is a turning point in that start because Cam Reddish is just so talented I mean we're talking about a guy who I know you know you can't like look at this now and be like oh you know that matters but he was a top five high school prospect he was taken top ten in the draft this dude has some serious capabilities that I don't think he's realized yet. And I think that this is the first year that we've really started to see some of that come together. The 16 points a game off the bench, in actually less minutes than he was getting in you know the games he played last year. I know he didn't play a ton because he was injured. Last year he was averaging 29 minutes a game. This year he's down to 24.5. His scoring's up a full five points. Like, let's get it. He's shooting 43% from three so far this year on five attempts. Let's get it. This guy is going Let's to develop. He is going to continue. He's going to take on. I, I kind of like him as a, the Jordan Clarkson of the Hawks. No, that's kind of my comp. I like that. Like, fight me on that? I mean, no. I'm not that big of a Cam Reddish fan, Con. I, I am a Cam Reddish fan, but I don't know if, like, I don't know if he's really a 16-point game per game scorer, but I'm rooting for the guy. I he, he, I'm really on him on a week-to-week basis at this point, and I want to see him do it consistently for, like, a couple months. That's fair. That's fair. I just, I've always been a Reddish believer, and so this hot start has kind of uh, confirmed, in my mind, the beliefs that I've had for years and years, even though it's only been six games, so I'm definitely, like, holding on to something there, <laughs> and I... I there's probably somebody I got into an argument with a bar about, like a cannabis. Oh, like I'm just really, I'm, I'm trying to prove that guy wrong. But that's where this comes from. I respect it. Just... Um, and then no, the last guy we got to talk about before we wrap up, just because his name's hot right now. I actually picked him up. It's Josh Giddy. I love me a Josh Giddy. Uh, he has been doing a lot of great things for this Thunder team early on. I really like the role he's covering out for himself. Um, he's an interesting player. No, I mean, definitely like, oh my God, I, if this fucking website doesn't load, um, the, the shooting guard spot, it's weird for him because he's not really a great shooter. But you're putting him next to Shea, so he's got to do everything. And he's doing everything really well. We're looking at 11 points a game, 6 boards, 6 assists, 1.5 steals. He's shooting 45 from the field, not taking a tough shot. The free throw percentage, we're going to look into oh, that. He's shooting 48%. 45. 
from the line right now. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah, forty-eight. That's just two point. Yeah. Um, What's that three point? We're gonna look into that. I I expect that to go up. Yeah, the three point. Like I said, it, it's weird because he's listed as shooting guard, and his worst ability on the basketball court is shooting. It doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Uh, but in a categories league, this guy should not be on the waiver wire at all. He is just much too valuable on the boards, the assists, the steals to be on the waiver wire. And honestly, the field goal percentage really isn't that bad, especially for the shooting guard. Like, if you built your team as a, a team that kind of maybe punts uh, points or free throw percentage, go for it. Get there. Uh huh. And uh, you know what goes great, Colin, with punting field goal percentage? You might as well just punt turnovers, too, baby. Yeah, like, let's just go for it. Give me Brad Beal all day. So I'm all about. All right, Noah, uh, to wrap us up, the rest of the guys on this list are Sadiq Bey, Carmelo Anthony, Lamarcus Aldridge, Pat Bev, Cody Martin, Darius Basley, Alvin Sengun. Did I say that right? I, I practiced. Alperin Shengun. Alperin Shengun. Ugh, damn it. I didn't practice. I lied. Joe Ingles, Duncan Robinson, Daniel Tice, Eric Gordon, Malik Monk, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Landry Shemet, DeAndre Hunter, Schroeder, Jalen Brunson, Seth Curry, Dylan Brooks, Obi Toppin, Pat Connaughton, Kelly Ray, Nicholas Claxton, Jim Daniels, Terrence Mann, and Patty... Mills. Noah, this has been a fantastic episode of Bench Chatter. Is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners before we wrap up today? Uh, big week, boys. Big candidate, candidate pool. Uh, a lot of names in that waiver wire pickup, but I think that's going to do us for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Uh, give our posts on Reddit some love. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. And we will hopefully see you guys on Wednesday. Sorry for missing out this week. Yeah, it was a tough one. But, yeah. All right. We'll see you, boys. Love you. Peace.